Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. This week, my guest is the amazing Denise Bravo with Bravo Insurance Solutions. And I have had such a great time getting to know this woman, and I'm excited to share her with you today. Now, we did record this on March 17th, 2020, and this is right as the outbreak and everything of the the coronavirus here within the United States was really just starting to amp up. We're really starting to be able to bring our teams home, and you are going to join us as we are in the middle of just this gold nugget-filled discussion about how to be able to connect with our teams during times of turmoil, how to be able to connect with our clients, and how to be able to bring value amongst those times. So let's get going. I simple, and we said right on it, hey, this is a voicemail drop because we all have bigger fish to fry and you don't even have time to listen to this voicemail. Like that was part of the talk, you know? Right. However, we're here. We're, if you need us, we're here. Uh, but I'm not going to one add to the hysteria and two, I'm not going, I just want to know that I yeah. want you to know we're here. If you need us, let us know if there's concerns, let us know. I'm not going to waste your time and we're moving on with our day. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I haven't done an email or anything. Cause I think that's just all out of control personally. Correct. Personally, and that that was kind of the um, that was kind of the thought process we mm-hmm. had. We had this com- conversation. So what I did choose to do is find resources for my clients. So, for example, the close the church near us decided that they are going to do a mini pantry. So I send out to my the zip code that's near that, like, hey, in your zip code, these are the people. So that's how I'm using my data mining. Like these are the people, okay. um, these are the resources within your zip code within five miles of you. Oh, if good. you need something else, let me know. So that's right. part of the kind of conversation we've been having. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're also trying to do the whole like, you know, highlight local businesses, restaurants, whatever mm-hmm. that are still doing like walk out to the curb kind of thing. Um, I just got an email from a maid service that we that we write that what they're doing is they're volunteering their team. Um, so rather than coming in, maybe cleaning a house if people like especially elderly whatever if they don't want their house clean during this time they'll go run errands for um for elderly maybe picking up medication um getting them food from the grocery store those types of things not that i think they need to be out and about either but if they are already it's a way to keep them employed keep them making a little bit of extra money you know kind of thing so i was thinking about highlighting them probably tomorrow that they are um that you know different businesses are opening them themselves opening themselves up in just totally different ways to be able to really accomplish um you know, goals of staying busy and staying in business. They're just having to think outside the box. And I think that that's a good source. I think the other thing that we have the ability to do right now as insurance providers and as insurance agents and as insurance, not only like I I told somebody this, I said, listen, when you are asking me the question about whether or not you have loss of use right now, Hey, I want you to know not only did I open up your policy, I opened mine up too. Like this is we're we're in this together. Right. Uh, and I think that this is the moment in which we can highlight that point. I think this is the moment in which we can turn around and say things like, This is why an insurance broker matters. This is why clicking a button and issuing your own policy in 15 minutes or less yep. does not help. Um, I had a client who reached out and said, Hey, listen, because of what's going on, my employees are having to use their car to run an errand. Am I covered? And I remember very vividly having that conversation with the client. I was like, remember when I said that you needed this coverage and we added it based on that, even though you were like, it's never going to be a need. And the client said, Oh my God, I totally remember that. I remember thinking, Look at what she upsold me in those. <laughs> and here we are. You're prepared. And here we are, folks. You know, yep. you're prepared. Yep. And, Absolutely. You know, for a long time, many of us have used the whole let's have peace of mind. And my thought process on it is during this pandemic or during any sort of 
crisis that because that's when people pick up the phone and call insurance agents they call you in their ugliest in their moment of need Mm -hmm. in their the thing that has allowed me to sleep well at night is that when i was writing that policy i took the time and the effort and the detail that it takes that no other 800 number does, that we are taking the time to review those policies and to review that coverage ahead mm-hmm. of time where nobody else was, right. where those, you know, the point and click places simply weren't. Right. And I, that's why, yes, is it a scary time? It is. Is it keeping me up at night? It's not. And right. I'm, you know, but that's Did you the know same. you've done much right for your clients. Correct. And I think what, you know, um, I remember getting the phone call from a good friend of mine and, you know, I answered the phone and said, Hey, Jennifer, what's going on? And she says, I'm looking at a really hot firefighter. And I said, all right. <laughs> and she goes, no, she, he's hot because my house just burned down to the ground. Oh you no, know? he's physically hot. <laughs> he's like- physically hot. And I was like, okay, I am on my way. I still want to look at the hot firefighter, but by the time I got there, you know, to hear her say, to the Red Cross, hey, listen, I don't need any extra help because I got really well insured. Mm-hmm. I know that my policy has me because not only does my policy have me, but my insurance agent right here, right next to me. Like, I don't need extra help. Yeah. Give it to somebody else. And that that's what kind of has driven me to to continue to be different in the in this industry because- right in this day and age in which there's lots of innovation and there's lots of ways of setting yourself apart with automation, with all of those goals, which I appreciate. I think that the automation is for the back end, for Mm -hmm. the, for the moments in which, you know, like I said, the making the one voicemail instead of calling all 2000 of my clients or whatever that is, 2000 households and saying, Hey, are you okay? Yes. We're all quarantined. I hope you're well, you know, making that same phone call once and sending it out to all my clients was much easier or sending them a text message was much easier. And as long as you have that relationship with them on a regular basis, then absolutely. Then they're not worried about like, who is this woman texting me now? Um, (laughs) because that's true. I mean, I got some really interesting, I'm sorry, but did I really need to know what my wireless provider is doing to prevent the coronavirus? (laughs) No, bro. No, I don't know. I do not need to know that. I don't, I think I got one from, um, I think, I think I got one from like Loom Video, which I love Loom Video. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Loom Video, but it's a virtual company. That's the whole point. You know, it's that I don't touch you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, why, why are you sending me another email? I don't need another email. And, but yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. Like when, you know, and I was like, okay, what is the point? Like Mr. Internet guy, I do yeah. not need you to tell me. Uh, and you know, I, it was funny cause one of my clients that did hear our voicemail called me back and a good friend. And she says, I am very disappointed on your phone call. And I said, I'm sorry, why? She says, you didn't tell me if you were scrubbing down your house every five minutes and following all the safety protocols. <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, you know me and you know that scrubbing down my house was never on the safety protocol in my own household. <laughs> That is funny. I don't know what you want from me, but I yeah. thought that, that was exactly it. Like you do, our clients do not need another email yeah. from an insurance agent telling them how for the safety and protection. Yeah. They know they know that we're the insurance risk geeks already. They know we're trying our best over here. Absolutely. And that's our job. Our job is to protect them. You know, it's it is to reach out, it is to connect, it is to, but you know, we do that we should do that year round. You know, it's not just we should do it during crisis, you know. Correct. I mean, I just don't I just don't dig the whole um you know, like only bring me flowers when you tick me off kind of thing, you know, like in a relationship or whatever. I'm like, that's not the time to send me flowers, you know, and I'm, my husband knows that he knows that if he's ticked me off, you know, and I'm not a huge flower person anyway, I'm not, gifts is not among my love language, but you know, I always tell him, I say, you know, don't sit there and, you know, try to I say, Hey baby, let's go out for a nice dinner tonight. If you just ticked me off, because trust me, that's just, you know, last thing I want to do is go, you know, 
share a steak with you or snuggle up to you at a nice restaurant. I said, you know, this is not going to happen. You know, we have to earn it all year long. And, and that's, oh, you you're, know, the you're industry totally is an well. acts of service kind of gal, aren't you? I am an acts of service. <laughs> you, well, I am acts of service, but you know what I really am is I'm really quality time. I'm oh. really, really all about eye to eye, eyeball to eyeball quality time. And, um, and that's, that's made a, a big difference. My husband's also quality time. And so that's really good. So we're both, our first, our first value is very much the same. Our second and third value, of course, are not. But um, I wonder if that's part of the reason why you decided to pick up the phone and call of your, all of your insurance. Because to you, that's a true way of showing your love towards your clients. That's your way of well, and just like my IAOA breakout, or not the breakout, the the um, the uh, sneak that I said, I started with the idea that if we don't feel, if our clients don't feel like they matter to us, then we don't matter to our clients, and that to me is super important. And like I said, I do have some new new team members as of the last like five or six months, and so we've been doing the things to be able to say, hey, you know, Jaquita is your is your is your um, is your licensed account manager. You know, we always make sure we say that so people know that they're licensed and stuff. But at the same point, people sometimes are still like, oh no, I need to talk to Teresa, you know? And those are fine because those people have been with me for a really long time to some degree, but I'm still trying to release some of that. So I'm also using this as kind of, is the more relationship they can build because I've done, I've been in this business for 18 years. I've owned this agency for 18 years. So you know, they know me, you know? I mean, I don't need to make that phone call. Maybe. All right. But maybe my team does because of the concept that if they can build that relationship and you're right, that quality time, you know, the last thing I want is somebody to go, Oh, who's my agent. Um, Oh, um, you know, I don't, I don't want somebody to do that, you know, cause yeah. that means that they're primed to go anywhere else, you know, that anybody else that strikes their fancy. So, and we don't, we don't, you know, call 80 times a year anyway, either. So we just decided to kind of take it as, as an opportunity. Well, but. and people are home right now. People, yeah. <laughs> allegedly, they're home. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. talk golf. <laughs> exactly. I mean, allegedly everyone's home. So this is the time to connect with them. Uh, right. it, it is. I, I find it interesting. I think that, you know, the insurance business um, has become a little bit of a commodity for a, for a while now. Yeah. And those of us that have been at it for a long time believe in relationships and we believe in relationships deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting the other day I heard an agent said, um, I don't take uh, agent of record letters from any client. And for anybody that's listening, you know them as AORs. And I thought that was a really interesting thing because I said, I never take an AOR. And I thought about it and I said, actually, we all do. Yeah. The question is, at what time do you do it? So if you think about it, you're taking that client away from somebody else. That's true. So you know, you're taking the client. So the question is, at what point in that relationship are you taking that AOR over? Yeah. Midterm? At the beginning, I but you every day we AOR a book of um, a piece of business. The question is, is how you get there. Yeah, whether you underwrite it or not. And I thought that was a um, you know a different idea, a different idea because I thought it's true. I I never just blank bring someone under us. In the years that we've been at it, I've never done it. But I thought about it, and I thought, well, I sure as have, have taken business from another agent. Mm-hmm. But that's because, for lack of a better expression, I suck less than they did. And, that, <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that one time. I, I, there was a gentleman. I, I'll have to look up what his book is. But um, he said that, you know, in the business of airlines and insurance, all you had to do was suck less than the last guy. Than the last guy. I think I've heard that. I can't remember where I've yeah. heard that now that you mentioned it, but I have heard that. Yeah. And, and I thought about that and I thought, man, if that is where like our level, our bar is, that's not a good enough bar. And that's why I've always taken pride on the relationships we have built. And, yeah. uh, and for us, or at least in my case, you know, I came into the business because the Bravo Insurance Solutions was my mother-in-law's baby. Mm. She's the one that started the agency. And, uh, and then her son came on board. And then years later, I came on board. And so it's it, when she retired, that was a lot of, you know, that was big shoes to fill. And yeah. uh, if you, you've lived it, living in an office with um, parents and, and working together, like that's a, 
when you make that transition, or at least for us, it was really fun when we were making the transition. Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, Sandy was retiring, so were the rest of of the company owners and the kids were taking over. So it was really fun for us to go in because these meetings were essentially us saying things like, hey, we've worked with your company for 30 years and now you're taking over and I'm taking over. Let's continue this legacy together. And it's been fun, you know? So when I tell folks all the time that, you know, hey, we've taken care of this client for 32 years, but I've been in the industry for 18 of them. They're like, okay, that makes no sense. And then <laughs> like, yes, but that's the thought process is we, you know, I've been able to carry that tradition through right. and you, in order to do that, you have to build solid relationships over and over again. So. Absolutely. So what would you say, what would you say that over the course of this process has been your biggest challenge? Like the thing that you've probably had to overcome the most, because I mean, I think we've had a lot of, I've had a lot of challenges and some of them in personal, some of them in professional. Um, but with that, they've always made me better. You know, I mean, I feel like I've come out on the other end, a better person overall, whether or not it's, did I take into consideration the fact that I needed to learn my, like, like, you know, like we talked about our, our love language, right? We needed to talk about what was important to us and how does that focus how we build our team or how we do things. <coughs> Excuse me. I also learned years ago about your highest values, which is a little bit different and um, what your highest value is. And that changes how I run a team as well. So what is your, what is your biggest challenge that's helped you to be able to kind of, you know, grow along the way and, and, and grow into being the, the, the business owner with the partner with your husband that you, you are today? Oh, oh ego. ego <laughs> would be, I mean, let's just call it what it is. If you're yeah. in sales, you have it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I started in this industry right out of college. So you talk about being a noob. I was there. I started as a customer service representative in a captive company. That's where I started um, writing policies on a DOS system. So it was, it was different. And oh, good old DOS, <laughs> you know, and I remember thinking I, I can do this and I can do it better. That was always my ego. And I always had been. And then through there, I got married and you know, all of that, the changing of getting married, um, and I was riding this really high wave of being really good at what I did for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think that that was a big deal for me because I remember thinking, man, I'm good at this. I'm really good at this. That's <laughs> a powerful know? feeling though. It, I mean, it is, it is. but it turns out that I was also working for a captive company and that's, you know, a very different world than the independent world right. when you realize like, Oh, what I did in one day or in a week is what they did in the beginning of a day in premium <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know? Right. Um, and I remember thinking I was really good at fitting people into these boxes because that's the culture that I was taught in. Right. right. So when you leave the shackles of being a captive agent and, uh, and then you learn that there's some different way. And in my case, like I said, my mother-in-law had been a health insurance broker her entire life. So while she's watching me jump through these hoops, she keeps telling me like, well, honey, there's a better way. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I'm really good at this way. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, you keep doing that, but one day you're going to figure out that right. there's a better way. And a like, good luck on that. Yeah. And she did. She let me be and she continued to just, she, she would always encourage me. And, um, it, and I realized it started coming into focus once I had a child. Mm. And then I realized that was the moment in which I no longer have time for my family if I wanted to continue the goals that I had for my business. And um, thankfully, he was more than willing to step in. And so was my husband because shocking, they had the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
because they were doing things a more efficient way. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, so we kind of laughed about it, yeah. but, um, you know, I just kind of kept pushing that to the back of my head and thinking that's okay. My ego would continue to tell me it's because they've been at it longer. That was the, oh, okay. at it longer. Therefore that's why they have the time. Not because I was doing things inefficiently, but because, <laughs> you know, and, and so that was the moment. And I remember my son being in kindergarten and the teacher saying something like, Hey, Sander has a poem next Tuesday that he will recite in front of the school. And Sander at that young age said, well, my daddy will be here, but my mommy will probably have a meeting. Oh no. And that was the, okay, this is not going the way I wanted to. Yeah. Um, that was the big ego bursting situation where I was like, this is not the way I want it to go. Yeah. And we're going to change that. And that's when the big shift happened and I decided to go independent and um, it was great. I remember my manager for my captive company coming in with an award because I had one, you know, most whatever's for the year. And, uh, and me handing him my letter of resignation. Oh, no. As he handed like, you an award, you handed yes, him a letter of resignation. It was really awkward. It really <laughs> did not go well. It oh turns out goodness. it did not. Yeah, it was just, it was the worst. So, um, but I do remember that. I remember my ego thinking, well, listen, I was a selling machine as a captive agent. Yeah. I'm just going to come on board and I'm going to become a selling machine as an independent agent. That's so what was the learning curve for that, for you like that? I mean, underneath so, that premises, I mean, because you're, it probably just threw your whole world upside down. It did. Well, what I realized is that I was really good at reading policy jackets. I had always been really good. So I always, I understood, remember you, you sell on value. When you, when you have no pricing, like you sell on value. So it was really good at learning holes. That was always a good thing for me. Now, I was blessed with the fact that I started my agency and uh, one, another independent agent heard that I had become, uh, that I had just left my company and picked up the phone and said, hey kid, are you doing this on your own? And I said, yes, explain to him why. And he said, okay. Hey, I have this little Facebook group. There's probably 30 of us in it right now. You should join. And that is when I was, I believe I was number 25 in IOA. No way. As one of the, yeah. And so for me, being part of the IOA OGs meant that I was the new kid, that that whole collaboration and innovation, like, I remember it so well. I remember going to our very first IAOA meeting, and that was in California. And we all drove over there. Okay. Um, I remember Michelle Fallon came with me. We, we got on our car and drove to California, stopped at Costco for all the drinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I remember getting there and telling them, Hey, I've only been in business. I want to say at that point, it had to have been three or four months. Really? You were that new? Wow. That new into the independent world. And I said, I lost all my forms. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I've lost all the forms, all the declination forms, all of that. And um, Martin Felix leaned over and said, Hey, do you have a logo? And I said, yeah. And he said, can you? Can you send it over my way? And I said, sure. I sent it to him that during that meeting. And then about three hours later, I had an email from his staff. And it said, Mr. Felix wanted you to have all your forms. We've, put, we've gone ahead and put your logo and all of them. Here you go. Oh, how wonderful. What a blessing. So, you know, that's why whenever there's a new person that says, how I need blank if I have it. I'll pay it forward every time. Yeah. So I, I remember being in the group and I, Dave Jackson still makes fun of this because I had been selling as an independent agent. I was like a month in and I finally got my first no. I had lost, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you guys, I lost an account. And they were like, 
that's going to happen in this world. Yeah. Did you not understand that? And I was like, oh, no, I just figured we got all of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just figured it was just like money coming at you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like, bring just, it on in, you know, yes. what is it, like the money machine, right? You're just exactly. in there and you're Once just again, all that money at you. My ego was nice and loud, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the big deal for me. I remember thinking, oh. Oh, so we do lose business? I don't understand what's happening. So I guess, yeah, you know, so that was, that was the interesting part for me. So I, I would say that my ego has been the one, you know, a lot of times where I believe I know something or I can do something better, or I hear people that say things like, oh, I do this blank in this way. And I go, oh, that's not how we do it. And then, (laughs) you know, you take a moment and then you hear what they're doing and you see the change they're making. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe that should be the way that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I would say that that's, that's the big one. It always comes back to just being willing to listen to another way of going about things. That's, that's where it still lands for me. Uh, um, Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You have to kind of check yourself sometimes. I find that I need to kind of watch myself that I don't get too far into this whole like, oh no, I know what I'm doing, you know, because especially sometimes if you, somebody who's newer or maybe somebody who is asking you questions or asking you questions and everything, and they're like, but this is how we do it. And I think, oh, I have to remind myself that I need to think that that's a valid way for them to do things and that it might be valid for me to consider or work my thoughts into that process for them. You know, my, my way doesn't have to be their way, you know, and I think that's one thing that I don't um, acclimate to very well. I want to go, no, this is how you need to do it. You know, and I'm just. And and I think that that's the interesting part. I mean, the conversations are very different. Yeah. Um, The company culture that my mother-in-law had in place versus the one that I brought on are different. Mm -hmm. But that's also because we're no longer in 1986 when she started this shindig, right. you know? Well, you're no longer on DOS, right? I mean, exactly. And so, and that's the big difference. That's, yeah. I think that that's where it really comes down to. Um, so I do, I spend a lot of time um, making sure that what I'm doing, is still a value. And that's the other part that was interesting for me. We used to do newsletters, mm-hmm. right? We, oh man, News, I would spend hours, hours. upon hours yep. looking at my newsletters. And then one time I decided to send a survey link. And I just said, in place of my newsletter today, I'm sending you this link. All I need to know is, do you care about this newsletter? Yes or no? And I had a 95 response, 95% response to that, to no. Really? Nobody cared. <laughs> and you had spent hours on that. Hours on that, right? Month. Every right. month. Like, you know, scouring, like, just, I got to get that newsletter done. Yeah. And when you get a response from your clients that are like, listen, <laughs> we don't care. How many hours <laughs> per month for however long? For hours, oh, right? Exactly. Like a, it's like a zero to the heart. You know, they were like, you know, like, I, you know, our Facebook page. And they would say, listen that's cute. We don't, we don't want to hear the news article. Just throw a picture of your kid up there once in a while. That's what we want to look at. Not even your mug. We just want to see how tall Sander has gotten. And that's all that they care about. (laughs) And I realized that that was the culture that we had built. They didn't care to know about ice dams and how to prevent them. They are grown adults that know how to <laughs> prevent ice dams. You know, that, I, was in a, I was in a conversation last week about ice dams and how to be able to prevent them at a dinner party. And I was just not the most popular person in the room. And now you've totally explained to me why. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that is it though. I mean, to some degree, we wouldn't have these conversations if we were sitting around the dinner table with 
with people, you know what I mean? I mean, so why do we create hours and hours of contents of things that nobody wants to be able to read or interact with? And I'll tell you what, what, one of the biggest videos that was the most seen in my, in our Facebook page, like I've gone over details on how to, you know, mitigate your losses. No one cares. Okay. (laughs) Nobody cares. You know, which one it was is when I pulled out my KitchenAid mixer, I threw the cooked chicken in there and I turned the mixer on and I could show them that you could shred chicken in your KitchenAid mixer in 30 seconds. That was your most watched video? It was the most watched video because everyone's like, no way. I've heard about it. I've never seen it happen. I'm going to look that one up because I didn't know you could do that either. (laughs) It's amazing. Okay. And now I'm in quarantine. I need to learn all these new, uh, (laughs) I need to learn. uh, Honestly, I, I just heard from a friend of mine who said, here's what we're doing today. She says, I am going to do a video series on things that apparently people don't know how to do anymore. And one of them was like making your bed. It turns no out that a lot of folks don't know how to make their bed. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I, I think that relatable content, what you and I would love to spend time on talking about, which is mitigating losses, nobody else cares about. So right. a lot of times I did have to find somebody in my case as my sister who looks at me and goes, you're boring. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> so I run a lot of those through my sister to bring my ego down. Um, for that reason I I think that that's (laughs) so yes my ego checker also known as your you know and and we all have one you know if it's a spouse or a sister in my case who's like no that's boring stop it yeah Uh, (laughs) so we stopped newsletters because that was it wasn't bringing value to my clients yeah yeah. And, and we're was, trying to do some fun videos like you like you said. I mean, I know you probably can't see, but I've got my little St. Patrick's Day tutu I on. do. I love you it. My little St. Patrick's Day tutu. Anyway, my beads. And I actually went on Facebook Live a few minutes ago and said, hey, guys, we're all in quarantine. So obviously you can't go to the pub tonight. So I'm going to do like a derivative of bangers and mash. I don't have, I don't have actual like sausages because I don't have actual pork sausages. But what I'm going to do is just use ground beef, I guess. I love it. I'm going to make I... the whole potatoes thing and I'm going to do this whole and I put the recipe on Facebook live and stuff like that a little bit of red wine and make the make the gravy with it because I have everything except the sausages so I was like well you know it's quarantine time this is where we are you know you know go out and have fun I mean you may not be able to do everything exactly the way that you want to do them the way that you know whatever but I've decided I want to try to have fun during all this, you know, like, what are some cool things you can do with your family? What are some fun things you can do? Like, um, you know, uh, like I'm, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and for me, it's fun, but go through like kind of a Google, my business tutorial type thing. I'm going to kind of do that on the side. You know, I'm going to challenge my team to do funny things, you know, maybe take pictures themselves. Like I I haven't done it yet today and it's almost three o'clock here, but um, like, you know, hey, if you're in green, send me a picture of you, you know, in green kind of thing in quarantine. And then I'll make a little like Instagram, you know, exactly. type thing. but we need to be able to have fun with it because that's what catches people's attention. I totally agree with you. Not, you know, talking about risk assessment or, you know, how to be able to mm-hmm. mitigate your losses. And I'll tell you, that's, that's really what it came down to it for me is I realized that my, my loved ones, they, and they'll tell me, and this, this is kind of how it goes, is they hand me, they Every single one of them, including adults, will hand me. They're like, hey, here's my paperwork on group health insurance. Which one should I pick? And I go, you are a grown adult. Shouldn't you know this? And they go, "Mm, I have you for that. And truth be told, they do. They have you and me for that, for us to know this. So then I'm sure we do that to them though, in other ways though. I mm-hmm. mean, like, you know, um, my husband loves to read contracts. It's really kind of weird. And so like last yesterday I sent him this, this, this contract, or it was a, like I mentioned earlier, I'm looking at the, uh, buying out an agency and the agency valuation came in, we're in the closing process. And now with the economy, the way it is, I'm, I'm thinking through if that's a good idea, but the whole evaluation came in and I sent it to him and I go, just tell me what it says. And he was like, um, no. And I was like, yeah, I'm really busy right now. I got stuff going on. I'll sit down and I'll read it like this afternoon tonight. But right now I need you to just tell me. And he's like, he literally refused to do it. And I I was like, rude, you know, and last night he came home and he's like, did you actually sit down and read it? And I was like, well, yes, but it took a while. Yeah, because he could have, and that's when I realized. He's like, this is important. He goes, you need to actually read the whole thing. And I go, I don't have a problem doing that. I'm just busy. And he's like, well, me too. You know? <laughs> 
So there's lots of times that I sit back and, you know, he asked me something like, hey, here's a remote, you figure out whatever. And I'm like, no, you do it. Because I don't want you to become remote illiterate to where you just hand me your phone or hand me your remote or hand me this or hand me that. And all of a sudden I'm doing everything for you. And, you know, you can't even work, I don't know, down the road. He doesn't have them now, but I can't even work my hearing aids. I can't leave dang technology. I'm like, I will not be married to somebody who's like that. Like, listen, I don't need you to look at me like, listen, you young whippersnapper. Exactly. I'm like, I refuse to. I'm like, so you get your butt in there and you do it, you know? So, but that's, you know, we all kind of rely on different people for whatever we feel like their forte is. So, but at the same point, we do need to encourage them to be independent, but that's good that you listen to the people around you so that that way you can know what's effective, what people want to hear, because we do, we, we get kind of in our own little world and we think, oh, we have so much value to offer, right? Because we're all about offering value, but they don't want all that you know, on social media or whatever. Well, and that's what I found out is, you know, I, I was doing a lot of like, yeah, a lot of that knowledge, like, have you heard about this? And finally, it was just really interesting because one agent or one owner said to me, Hey, listen, my HR person, every time you send another email, she goes, it just came from our insurance broker. It must be important. And she goes, and it wasn't. So (laughs) (laughs) whoops. And in the sake of sending out all this value, it turns out, (laughs) simmered out. (laughs) And I I really appreciated that. Like, he was like, and it wasn't. And I was like, my bad. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's what it was. And she says, you know, you have an an HR person who listens to everything you give them as gospel. So she goes, so if you send something on 10 ways to mitigate influenza she printed them in posters and they were in our and I was like oh I see where that would be a problem <laughs> he's right. like I can't have any more posters with Bravo insurance solutions and my <laughs> like he's he's you know he's like you might as well have become paper wall in our in our, <laughs> in our awesome. break room and I was like oh, okay I can see how that would become a problem for you yeah. we will we will lay back on some right. of that Absolutely. So, yeah. so what is the biggest like tool or resource that you feel like as a, as a woman in insurance that has been so helpful for, helpful for you to be able to get over this, um, this hump of getting into the industry and your family and, and being able to really do that as far as like, what would you tell maybe somebody else in the insurance industry, kind of what is a good tool or resource to, for, towards your success that you feel like has been very, very valuable for you? Ooh, I strongly believe that you have to find a way to delineate your time. Okay. So that looks very different to all of us. To some folks, that means that you live off of this lovely cell phone and that tells you where to be. Or sometimes in my case, it tells me when I'm missing a meeting, you know, I mean, depending (laughs) on Um, you're supposed to be here (laughs) exactly right for some other folks that means that they use the bulletproof journals and they Mm -hmm. make drawings and whatever that is um i do believe you have to find you have to find something that's going to help you delineate time right Uh, i do believe that you have to make a decision as to how you want to invest that time and truly uh, for for me, what it came down to, like I said on a little bit ago, the moment where my child said, my dad will be there, but my mom will probably have a meeting. Mm. That was the moment in which I said, it's not my, my child didn't say, my mom's making money, my mom's providing from us. No, no, no. He knew that I had somewhere else to be. And I never wanted to hear that again. That was the mo- that was my pivotal point in which I decided things had to change. Yeah, I call that a shakabuku. Yeah. So it's a strong, swift spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. And I love that that was yours because it just really refocused you and and put a litmus test on what you do moving forward. Correct. So that's where. For for me, for our agency, that's the converse, that's the pivotal point. So whenever I am doing something, the question is, is that helping our bottom line? Is that helping our family time? Is that and and for us, without apology, is that glorifying God? That's how we live our life. 
Mm-hmm. So there needs to be, so for us, is does it glorify God? So it goes, God, is it making me have time with my family, whether now or at a later time? Yes. And then is it providing a value for my business? Right. So we go very much in that way. So for me, in order for me to look at that, that when I look at that in my calendar, things are color coded. And that reminds me, like, is this, what is the purpose of this? Meeting? So you color code your, your calendar based on, based on the purpose of that activity? The purpose of that activity. That. That's, so, that's genius. So is this going to be, you know, so when, when I'm looking at it, is the purpose of this activity, is the purpose of me spending time with you right now for an hour? Is it allowing me to bolster my bottom line? It's not, that's not, that's not why you and I are doing this, right? Is it allowing me, exactly. Is it allowing me to spend time with my kid? Well, no, because, well, right now, yes, because we're quarantined. So it is going to (laughs) allow me that. Yeah, I'm going to have all the time with my child. (laughs) Um, But is it going to glorify God? Am I going to be able to do something and pay it forward to someone else? That's where this value. So whenever I take a meeting whenever I do something those that's the part where I'm looking at my life whether that's how I color code it and so what's interesting about it is that my husband will then call me out on it oh. so did the color you have a lot of accountability partners in your life I'm seeing I do I'm seeing that I do as a, as a theory as, as, as a concept in your life have you given them permission to be those people yes absolutely because I don't yes. think we do that enough I think we we uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to use the word judge. We, we get angry. We get frustrated with people. I think that call us out, even though we say this is what we really want. I think we, we call people out for calling us out and then we create an environment where people don't hold us accountable. And I'm, I'm seeing that you've done that. You've asked people to hold you accountable and you're also very accepting and open to that. I am. I think that what it did, I really had to do with that moment, that like mm. pivotal moment that changed. And I was like, whoa, I got lost here somewhere. We have to, we have to change this out. Right. So that was the moment in which I leaned into my husband. And because what happened is God bless my husband. He was like, you can't put the kid to bed because you have another call. Don't worry. I can put the kid to bed. Mm-hmm. You have a six o'clock um, conference call with Wisconsin. Not, don't worry. I'll get the kid up and I'll feed him breakfast. So he had just been doing it all mm. and taking it all on so that I could fulfill my ego, who I wanted to be and, you know, how I wanted us to live. Back to that ego. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it wasn't quite working, right? So right. for us, we do spend a lot of time making sure, like, what is the purpose of this? What, what are we doing in it? So for me, that's, you know, I, I think that it's important that you look at uh, because it's really easy to fill a calendar. Mm, it really is agree. easy to fill a calendar. The question is, is can you fill it with purpose? Mm. And that's, this is the perfect time. Take this quarantine time because everything got canceled folks. Yep. And, <laughs> and you, you can't know, go anywhere. Even if it's not canceled, you're not going to go sit on a patio at a restaurant and get a glass of wine right now. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. And then realize, like, is what is this, you know, is whatever that meeting you're taking, is the work that you're doing today, is this sitting in front of Netflix, is that taking you closer to your goal or further away from your goal? And if you look at life in that manner, then you can spend a lot, you you become very aware of what the purpose of of every minute of your life is. Mm. That's, That's where, for me, that was a big deal. The other part is... I do check in with core women in my life that happen to also do insurance. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of guilt sometimes like, Hey, I'm doing this and I should be doing blank. And a lot of times we need that reminder. Like we had a close friend the other day who said, Hey, my teenagers are just revolting over here. And Mm -hmm. I, I can't pay attention to work because my family life is in shambles right now. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was like, it, the conversation was very interesting and it was, well, pay attention to work because work is work and da, 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 da. And then the conversation today was, or that I had with them was simple. I said, take the time off, go handle life with your family and be a hundred percent 
present with your family mm -hmm. so that then you can be 100% present with your work. We have already figured out that you can't do it the way you're doing it right now. Right. So one of them has to stop. So yeah. do you want to, which one will matter more a year from now? Well, I think our family distracts us so mentally that we can't, like you said, we can't totally devote on what it is we need to be able to do unless this other thing is completely taken care of. And, you know, and I think too, as business owners, <clears throat> we don't take the time off that other people take off. So if we had so many days per year of PTO or sick time, if we had a personal situation, we'd say, oh, I'm just going to take PTO and go take care of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But because we are, you know, in that in that other position, sometimes we don't realize, oh, I, I deserve and I'm fine with taking a day or two off, you know, to be able to go take care of whatever it is that I need or an afternoon, you know, go sit down with my kid and say, you know, spend the time with them to figure out what's going on with them. If they're being a little bit rebellious or, you know, talk to them, how, you know, how can I help us to be able to communicate about this? You know, but a lot of times we get so focused on the provision aspect of our teams and our, our life and our families that we don't really take that extra, the PTO or the, the, the sick time or whatever, to be able to really take care of ourselves and, and the other things and keep our head clear so that when we're at work, we're at work. So I actually took my lovely iPhone and put alarms on it and I laugh about it and they laugh about it because in my iPhone, it says, there is an alarm that says, hey, time to get up and go pick up the kid. Because it turns out I need that alarm, okay? Yep. But also, the other alarm that it says, it says, like, it's time to call it a day at work. And I have that alarm that goes off, and I go, oh, it's time. We're done. Yeah. I have an alarm that says, put phone away and be You're present. <laughs> I have an alarm that says, it's time for Sandra to go to bed. Yes. Can I keep all of that in my head? Probably. Obviously, I'm not good at it. Right. So putting those active alarms in my face remind me like on top of, you know, the simple stuff like take my multivitamin every morning. <laughs> it also can be used for other things. It says take 20 minutes and go walk because you need a 20 minute walk. Yeah. And I needed that. Uh, and I didn't, I am big on accountability in that sense. So because I didn't want to lay another task on someone else. This lovely computer that we all carry in our back pocket can do that. So mine does say at 745, it says, turn off phone and be present. I love and, that. You know, that it was important for me to do that because otherwise, you know, it takes on a life of its own. So yeah. that's, that's, so when you ask me in, for any other woman in the business, in the industry, or any, any working mom, I say use the tools that you have already because you already have them. You don't need to go buy anything else new. Right. You can use what you have, but also label it. I think that's what we miss. We're really good at putting stuff into our calendar, but label it. Mm -hmm. Label it and figure out if that's truly work, if that's truly family, if that's truly for you, take the time to label that and, and then own that time that way. Well, and you can really see the, the color patterns there too, to see if you're spending too much time on one other thing that's maybe you're developing your work, but you're not doing things that bring in sales, you know, Correct. or, you know, you're spending too much time in one area and not enough in another. So then whenever we're saying what's, what's wrong with why are my, maybe numbers not where they need to be, or maybe why is, you know, my fate, where are my family, why is my family maybe not reacting as well as they should to certain things. It lets us be able to have a little bit more of a visual representation as well, a balance and what that mm -hmm. might look like, even though I do, I don't think we can truly achieve true balance. I really don't. No. But at the same point, it allows us to kind of keep that mental trigger going to try to be as present as we can at every single moment and get the most out of every single moment, which to me is the definition of balance. To me, the definition of balance is making the most out of what I have right here, right now. And I always say that if I can go to bed and know that if I die tonight, that I can stand before the pearly gates and say, I did my best. It doesn't mean I did everything right. Mm -hmm. It just means I did my best. And with that, if I can say that and know that at night, then I sleep well. If I do not feel like I've done my best that day, I'm going to be up at 1 a.m. putting together a spreadsheet trying to figure out what it was that I did wrong. And my husband will totally attest to that. It's 
horribly annoying for him, you know, but uh, sometimes if I, cause sometimes I'll be asleep and I'll remember, oh, I forgot to do this, you know, because I didn't do my best that day because maybe I didn't put it on my list of things to do, or I, I wasn't, it wasn't as present in the moment to do something, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that I did what I said I was going to do. And, mm-hmm. and that for me is, is very, very powerful. I have to feel like I've done my best and I love your color coding idea. I think that's fabulous. I think, and, and I think that that's what it, it has. And for me, it was, I, you know, there's people that are really gifted on blogging. There's people that are really gifted on, I am really gifted on like three ideas at a time. <laughs> like I don't have much more. My attention span is short. So sometimes I like wake up and I'm like, what am I grateful for? Come up with three things I'm going to be grateful for. And then at the end of the day, I go, did I, did I do something? Was I a blessing to somebody today? Did I show my child that I love them? Did I show my spouse that I love them? Did I help somebody fulfill their life purpose? And if I can say yes to those things, then I can go to bed. And if I didn't do that, the probably where I usually will falter on is the whole, I didn't take care of my core family. And at mm-hmm. that moment, right before I go to bed, I can fix that. Yep. So that's, yeah, that's why I, that's the beauty of doing what we do. We have this ability to just change that. And I think that's why I love what we do because insurance, yes, it's about contracts. Yes. It's about a lot of things, but it's about promises. It's about bringing people back to being whole. If I can try to help people be whole, what better gift have I done with my day? I love it. All right. You know what? That's actually a perfect place. You are fabulous. And Denise, I have always loved to be able to talk to you. Denise, this is a Denise Bravo, of course, with Bravo Insurance. And, and how can people reach out to you? Because you, I know you said you kind of have this, this group of women that you work with specifically um, that you have talked to. So how can other women reach out to you, connect with you? And um, I mean, this alone, you just lifted up my whole quarantine day. So I just, I quarant, I quarant thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you can get a hold of me all kinds of places. I'm an Instagram, Denise Bravo. I'm Denise with two S's because I don't know. My mom thought that being named Denise cool. and being Mexican was not enough. So we added an extra S to that. So it's D-E-N-I-S-S-E Bravo, B-R-A-V-O. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. I throw up a, a lot of stuff in there as well. And obviously Facebook because we are all still in that land as well. Yep. Reach out. I Just Google me and I come right back up there. It, come chat. Live, be part of my crazy life. I would love to be part of yours. Denise, Thank you. you have been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, friend. Bye. Bye. It's great. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye. <laughs>